Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. My name's Esther Corrigan and I'll be your host along with my husband, Matt. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, change lives, change families and even change society as a whole. In this episode, John Paul is taking us into what he calls the man of concupiscence. So we'll start by looking a little bit more at what this means. But he also introduces us for the first time to what will become a key theme in the rest of his text. And that is the idea of shame. like we haven't done this in ages yeah i mean our, our last episode was uh our interview with david wasn't it so yeah we, it has been a little while since we were in the text itself which yeah. is exciting to get back into actually yeah yeah exciting is one word <laughs> <laughs> heavy is another <laughs> yeah we yeah. have been racking our brains over this one yeah no it's a toughie um okay let's get into it so concupiscence shame it's deep stuff all the good stuff <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's important though, isn't it? Um, we're, we're starting off this section now looking at the idea of uh, what people studying theology of the body call historical man. Did John Paul II actually use that phrase? He did, yeah. He did, yeah, yeah I thought he, he did. Um, one of the key parts of that is what, what he calls the man of concupiscence. Uh, now, concupiscence is a funny word that we use in the Catholic Church. It essentially means our tendency to sin. And so when we when we use that word, we're talking about human beings and their relationship with sin. And it's important for us to understand and unpack that so we know uh, where sin came from. You know, being a high school teacher, I constantly have to bat away comments like, oh, but, you know, if God you know, loves us, well, why did he create sin? Well, it's not that's that's not what's going on here. Let's 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 look at what the Catholic Church actually believes about yeah. this. <laughs> so key thing then. Original sin um, is where concupiscence comes from. Adam and Eve's free choice to disobey God um, leads them to this disruption of the union between man and woman, man and God, etc. And this comes not from God, but from their free choice. Yeah. Um, and, and from this point onwards, we see Adam and Eve drawn to the things of the world, um, drawn away from the, uh, the original unity that they had with each other, uh, the, the closeness that they had with God, and um, drawn to the things of this world symbolized in, in Genesis by uh, the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. They also... Sorry, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to ask, um, in one of our very first episodes, we talked about the amount of jargon that John Paul uses. And mm. I feel like week by week when we're looking into these texts, I'm still getting my head around it. So yeah. when you say concupiscence, is that what we mean then? Is it that idea of being drawn to the world rather than that which is of God? Yeah, I think that's a, perhaps a helpful way of putting it, isn't it? Rather than, you know, when we say sin, well, sin could be anything mm. that's bad, but that kind of puts a more finer point on it in some way that sin is anything that leads us away from god right and concupiscence then is our tendency towards towards sin? that yeah. right okay and so it's not then like we're looking at sin as oh it's the bad things that i do yeah 
it's and then, it's then within you, my nature then yeah and it, and it also becomes a bit legalistic i feel yeah that it's then well this is a sin and that's not a sin and that's not and a we sin. talked about this in the sermon on the mount as well didn't we yeah yeah, yeah jesus talked about it in the sermon yeah. on the mount i should say yeah and that's one of the things i think david really drew out for us as well yeah yeah, yeah fantastically um, yeah yeah no really really good so concupiscence enters through original sin draws us away from god towards the things of the world it also casts doubt on the gifts of god so when we look back at original man we see the gifts that god gives us which is uh, the world around us and it's all all of its beauty it gives us other people um in particular in the story of adam and eve we see um adam given eve eve given adam um, and so we might say intimate relationships are a gift from god as well mm. are there any other gifts from god i mean there's yeah i many. mean the, the gift of god to us yeah and the gift that we are mm. to the world and our, our ability to see ourselves as gift as mm. well and so through experiencing concupiscence through experiencing sin man and woman have doubt cast on the gift mm. that god is given or giving to them and they start to accept the tempter's explanations gosh yeah so we start to see questions like um you know does does god love me did you know the tempter we hear satan asking eve those mm. questions um you know did god really mean that um and you know th- yeah as, as the god church said he gave you that tree yeah um the, god, or rather god said don't eat from that tree because i'm protecting you mm. but is that the real reason or is he hiding something from you yeah and and eve starts to question it and that's kind of the first mistake really isn't it to start mm. negotiating or for want of a better word with the, with the devil with the evil one and she starts to to, to think about all oh, well, he said that and you know you kind of end up in a in a, in a bottomless pit yeah and, and that's where we then end up having made that choice to sin to turn away from god um, alienated from love and we see adam and eve um, hiding from god um, you know, god goes out into the garden uh, looking for them as if he didn't know where they were and couldn't find them obviously god knows what's going on view adam and eve their own their own shame i suppose and so then thinking about that idea of them being alienated from love being um, choosing to hide from god why is it then significant that they hide themselves yeah so i mean yeah like you said where where god obviously knows where they are and he's giving them the opportunity to come and meet with him and it's i suppose it's that that physical hiding of themselves that is key here isn't mm. it and john paul actually says that this changes the, or, or the introduction of concupiscence rather changes the meaning of nakedness so if you think back to what we've talked about before about the idea of original nakedness where we are totally secure in the father's love we're totally secure in who we are instead of being a sign of security nakedness is now um a sign of of something to be ashamed of and that is because where that meaning of nakedness has been changed adam and eve have lost the certainty that they're made in the image of god so you know, by doubting the gift of God, by being drawn to the things of the world rather than the things of God, they're no longer certain that that's what's happened here because they've, like Matt said before, you know, they've received or they've accepted the tempter's, Satan's mm. explanation of what's happening. And that includes his explanation of what their bodies are then by default. And I think, you know, th- this is really, really key for, or it's going to be really key for a lot of John Paul's explanations 
as we continue to move through this text because this is where he introduces us for the first time to the concept of shame um, and I think when we start to to combine I suppose his theological teaching with our own experience of being human our own experience of life um, and our reality shame is a really fundamental thing that that, that combines those two things mm. it's something where when John Paul talks theologically about shame something goes off in our hearts and I think hang on that's you know that's been a reality that's something yeah. that we can recognize in ourselves and so one of the things that John Paul shares with us or or um offers to us as an idea about shame is that in this moment where concupiscence enters one of the things that happens as a result is that they adam and eve that is they become ashamed of themselves and that is because they no longer feel that their body and soul are unified and they no longer feel that they are made in the image of god that they are good that they are um they are made as a gift mm. as well. It's like casting doubt on the gift of self then, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And by this this um, move, I suppose, of their heart being closed to the Father and open to the world, they start to see their bodies not as something of God, but as something of the world. And that's a real danger because this is where Satan's explanation of their body is allowed to take root in their heart. And I think this is something in particular that we really, really see around us today and it's something very practical because for me what this speaks of is um is the entry of of poor body image basically and that is for man and for woman i'm not saying you know i i speak about this as a woman my experience of poor body image is as a woman but i think it's so true in so many different ways for men as well you know if you look at um men who either feel ashamed of their bodies because they think they're sort of weedy or those that go the opposite way and they idolize their bodies because mm. they're afraid that they're going to be seen as weak and so they you know bodybuilding that you think about the guys i've <laughs> seen so many times guys at the gym you know like that unspoken competition of who can lift the heaviest weight or make the loudest noise whilst they're <laughs> lifting weights <laughs> who can you know that, that show of manliness it's ridiculous really but it is something that they feel the need to do and for women you know um i think i've mentioned in previous episodes i as a teenager struggled with anorexia my body image was not good i did not see myself as a gift i didn't see my body and soul as unified you know i was actually probably perfectly happy with my soul it was the body i wanted nothing to do with mm. i wanted it to become so small that i could basically get rid of it because i saw it as something bad and that is because I saw it as something of the world, not because I saw it as something of God. And it, it also gives way to, when we talk about that kind of um, disconnection between body and soul, we really see that in ourselves as well because it's easy to feel disconnected from our body. If you think about sort of um, body dysmorphia, so the idea of, of, you know, not seeing our true selves in the mirror. And this isn't, I don't mean this as a... Um, necessarily as a medical condition i mean those little ways that you have a bad day and you look in the mirror and for some reason you look fatter that day than you did the day before you're not but because you're already feeling down your view of yourself is twisted um, and this is that that real disconnection and that shame that we feel 
of our mm. bodies then mm. it's important isn't it to to be in touch with who we are and the reality of who god sees mm. when when we look in the mirror because that know. doesn't change that doesn't mm. have that disconnection yeah um and the other um i suppose distortion or the other perhaps the other the other fig leaf in a way is what we might call a, a shame of gender uh, a shame of our masculinity or femininity and this is what john paul called sexual shame yeah. as well uh, and that is where we feel the need to hide from the other so to hide our um our masculinity to disguise it to hide our femininity and and so we see that when when adam and eve cover themselves with fig leaves it's because of that shame of of who they are as man as who of who they are as woman um, and so it's no longer the two the two genders in unity that we saw in the beginning, um, but in conflict with each other. It's interesting, isn't it, that it's it, scripturally, so in the story of Genesis, it's immediately after the introduction of sin, it's immediately after um, mm. their tempting, that the next point is, uh, and then their eyes were opened and they saw that they were naked. So it is this mm. this birth of of shame this new meaning of nakedness that really speaks of the introduction of sin in their hearts yeah and i i would say in my own experience as a man i've definitely experienced that kind of shame of my of my masculinity i've i've experienced in my life and and i've seen sort of as a destructive side to to being a man um that kind of dominant need to to be the strongest or to shout the loudest or to, to you know to be the the biggest man um and and it's it's something that i think uh has has caused me uh, my natural tendency is not to even engage with that kind of thing um, my natural tendency is to go the other way and to be to be passive to not engage and you know you, you might look at that and say oh you know you're being the bigger man because you're not engaging well it's 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 not really that either it's it's passivity and it's weakness and so that's my natural tendency as a man which doesn't feel good but it, you know the the opposite the dominant masculinity isn't good either and so my struggle is to overcome that and to reclaim a sense of authentic masculinity in myself of being being vulnerable being honest but also being assertive being protective of my family being caring of my wife um, of engaging with her uh, when you know she has times of, of difficulty and struggle um, rather than the reaction to be oh I don't understand I don't know what you're what you want from me you know those are the kind of natural tendencies I think I sink mm -hmm. into as a man and I think many men do but there is an authentic masculinity that we need to reclaim and I think um, it's really interesting actually addressing this topic at this um, this point in the world really with mm a lot of the news stories that we've been seeing recently with these sort of vigils around um, around violence against women particularly mm. and also the responses to that. I mean, without at all wishing to comment on the stories themselves because I, um, yeah, I, don't, I don't feel that that, would be, that that would be right for us to do. But it is a clear indicator of this disharmony between man and woman that has entered at this point where they mm. are ashamed of their own gender and so they hide from each other and that original unity between man and woman at this point 
is no mm. longer there. And mm. this is what we see in, in this disharmony between man yeah. and woman today, isn't it? That that unity just is not um, is not the way that God wants mm. it to be. Mm. Yeah, it sort of speaks of you know the the the, the anger and the outcry of of women at the treatment of man, mm. and then the response of some men to then be defensive and 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 you know what do you want from me it's, yeah. it's, it's that and we see in this i believe a real need to reclaim an authentic masculinity and femininity absolutely and not just to reclaim our own of those but to enable that reclaiming for the opposite gender yeah. as well yeah so we've talked today about the introduction of sin really leading to a sense of shame both of ourselves um so that disconnection between body and soul and also of our gender in front of the other so that Mm. disconnection and disharmony then between man and woman that has come in as well so given that um that all of this really comes from the root that is concupiscence and our tendency to be drawn to the world rather than to god we want to finish by bringing this back to our relationship with god first and foremost so today that that key reflection question that we want to leave you with is can I identify a time in my life where my own shame has caused me to hide from God? Thank you so much for listening. I hope that has blessed you in some way. Make sure you head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, to get signed up to receive updates about new content that we'll be releasing. We have a load of blogs, spiritual reflections on theology of the body being released regularly, so go and check that out. Also, please give us a five-star rating and get subscribed on whatever podcast app you use. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Until next time.